This is episode number 503 with transformational coach Chris Lee. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Welcome everyone to today's episode. Excited for Chris Lee, who's back on the show. But before I dive into Chris and what we're covering, we have an incredible guest today, one of our favorite guests on the podcast and the most interviewed guest on the podcast as well. That's right. Chris Lee is back in the house and so many of you tell me you love his episodes. So we keep bringing him back on because he has so much to share. For those that don't know who Chris Lee is, he is a transformational facilitator, coach, author, and TV personality. And for 30 years, Chris has traveled the world teaching and empowering people, including world business leaders and Hollywood celebrities, elite athletes, everyone you can think of, how to live an extraordinary life. And in this episode, we cover the seven steps to a bullet proof life. So pumped. And I think you're going to love this one. Some of the things we cover are why we spend our lives giving our power away 24 seven and how to reclaim that power back. Also how responsibility is also our interpretation. And we go over an exercise that will shift your entire perspective on your life on this as well. It's powerful stuff. We talk about how to trust the process when things are going bad in your life when you feel stressed and any of that bad stuff is happening, how to trust the process, and what happens to your self-worth when you break your word, that and so much more, guys. I am pumped, and make sure to share this one out right now as you're listening to it. Just click on the tweet button in the show notes, lewishouse.com slash 503. Put the photo up on Instagram or Instagram stories and tag me at Lewis House and Chris Motivador as well. You're going to love this one, and you're going to want to share it out lewishouse.com slash 503. But before we dive in, I want to give a quick shout out to the fan and review of the week. This is from Nikki, who said, it's no secret that Lewis is a brilliant businessman, humble personality, and all around captivating guy. The School of Greatness podcast has been absolutely instrumental in my personal and professional development as a millennial entrepreneur. His guests always offer not only their unique insights, but actionable steps to becoming better friends, sons, daughters, colleagues, professionals, and humans. Well worth the time investment to become a regular listener of the podcast. Nikki, thank you so much for your review and for being the fan of the week. And if you guys want to leave a review and be considered as a fan of the week, go to lewishouse.com slash iTunes and leave a review right now. And for all you super fans of the podcast, now you can get access to exclusive behind-the-scenes videos and insights from me after the interviews are done. We did one of these with Chris where we broke down a lot of things about how he actually coaches me to get to the next level and he shares those secrets in this exclusive content after at lewishouse.com slash VIP. You can get more info on that. Again, lewishouse.com slash VIP. Now sit back and get ready to learn the seven steps to a bulletproof life with the one, the only Chris Lee. Welcome back, everyone, to the School of Greatness podcast. We've got 
one of my dearest friends, Chris Lee, in the house, and one of the resident favorite guests that we've ever had. This is the 12th episode. Is that right, Christine? 12th time that Chris has been on. He's one of the <laughs> most incredible. popular guests, one of the most favorite, always delivers value, so I'm excited that you're back. And uh, he also has a book that he wrote based on one of the episodes we did. And the book is called Transforming Your Life, 10 Principles of Abundance and Prosperity, the forward by yours truly. So if you haven't got this out, it's a great short little book to help you uh, get more abundance and prosperity in your life. And you're back. Short but powerful. Short but powerful. <laughs> you're back. Everyone that uh, I talked to earlier today and I said you were coming on, they were excited people who listen they love you so i'm excited to see i'm always like can he bring more information has he not said it all yet but you always bring something powerful well i think life is a series of opportunities to learn and i'm always learning mm -hmm. and everything that i learn i like to share it yeah and i'm in trainings every week every week you're teaching I'm, you're I'm, meeting people from all walks of life all, all races life, religions every every uh level that you could imagine from people starting out their careers to people uh -huh. that are epic right leaders in their industry and i'm always learning from them as mm -hmm. i as they're in my workshops yes. and seminars and new things open up so mm -hmm. i love to share that and i love to share that yes. with your audience and with you absolutely and, you know, you work with, do you have anyone from your, in the workshops from 18 years old who are broke and living at home and they're, you know, <laughs> sleeping on their couch, sleeping on their sister's couch <laughs> to, you know, super successful financially, multimillionaires. I'm sure you've had billionaires in your courses from successful actors and actresses to world-class athletes. You've had them all to business executives. So there's always something you're learning, which is cool. So I'm glad you bring it here. Yeah. And you're a great teacher. You you learn these concepts and you package it in simple ways so that others can learn it and implement it in their life. And it's one of the reasons, you know, we I went to your workshop four years ago, which is what we were talking about this, this weekend. This weekend. This weekend was four years ago. And I remember uh, how powerful the experience was for me. It was a five-day journey that we went through. And... I remember you said at one point in the workshop, you were like, you will address your life from before this training and after your training. And you were episode number 30 on this podcast was the first time you came on. Right. And months after that episode and before then, because I had I'd gotten done with it, uh, I'd, I'd been doing the, uh, the podcast before you came on. I think it was a few months after the workshop you came on. But people are like, something has shifted in you. Something has shifted in your voice, your energy, the way you connect to people on just the audio podcast alone. And so that that experience four years ago definitely had a huge impact in my life. And uh, I feel like we've created a big impact in people's lives who have listened whenever you come on. So it's fun to have you come back again for the 12th time. I appreciate time. that. Yeah, four appreciate years later. It. It's crazy. I, I, I truly, four years. It's crazy. I truly, I truly feel at home with yeah. you, with your audience. Like and what's beautiful is the feedback. Mm -hmm. Constant on social media messages. Literally every single week, people yeah. write to me. There's a, a a gentleman whose daughter had cancer, and he was in the middle of the surgery with her. And he writes to me telling me how the podcast has allowed him to keep a positive wow. attitude. And what words of wisdom do I have for him? And so I wrote him back and it happens that the day I wrote him back, the little girl was out of surgery and healthy and he's like, there's no accidents, wow. you know, and that's because of the podcast. So cool. And so we don't realize the reach that this has on so many people's lives. So many and, people. 
and I acknowledge you oh, because you. you are the vehicle that allows this to happen. And and it's just a it's great that you bring people on that have mm-hmm. messages that inspire people. Yeah, thanks. Well, we're doing it together, so I'm it's excited. exciting. I'm excited. Today's topic. But today. Is, today's topic is big. Yes, it's called Seven Steps to a Bulletproof Life. And uh, again, you're always learning, and I always feel like even though <clears throat> I feel like I'm gonna. I feel like I probably already know a lot of the stuff you're going to cover. It's going to connect me in a specific way to my life right now where I'm going to need certain things. So even if you've heard some of the stuff that Chris is going to talk about, how can you take a piece of it and apply it to your life? That's what I want you guys to think about as you're listening. And you're going to walk me through a couple of exercises. We kind of went over some of this before. So there's going to be an exercise in here, some great steps, uh, and let's dive in. Why, first off, do we need to live a bulletproof life? Because we spend our lives giving our power away 24-7. Whenever things don't turn out the way we want them to, whenever life cuts us off or flips us the bird, whenever relationships uh, turn into situations that are uncomfortable for us, mm-hmm. whenever life throws a curveball or whenever you mess up, which is every day, yeah. and the bigger the game, the bigger the curveballs. Yeah. We have a tendency to react and give our power away, and we take things personal. And that's ego, because we think we're the center of the universe and everything revolves around us, Mm -hmm. and then we take it personal. And to live a bulletproof life is to make the choice to keep your power and to not be in reaction to things that happen to us. To have a bulletproof life is to really be clear that it's your choice to react. It's your choice to give your power away. I never saw it that way. I never imagined that me being mad at somebody or me taking something personal or me being upset about something or me being stressed out that I was giving my power away. And one of the things that I've realized through the work that I've been doing for 30 years is that Life is energy. And when you have energy, you're alive. And when you have no energy, you look dead, (laughs) which is why so many people look like zombies out in the world because they have no energy. They're like, they could barely move. And this has nothing to do with age. There's 20-year-olds that look dead. Yeah. And there's 90-year-olds that are full of life. And the question is, is that we give our energy away when we get upset. And by learning some strategies to not give your energy away and keeping your power, then you're empowered. And then I say you have a bulletproof life because no matter what life throws at you, you are titanium. Yes. You know, it's like that song titanium shoot away. It just ricochets. It just kind of just bounces off of me. Right. Right. And I love to teach people how to, create a bulletproof life. And I do that in my mm, seminars. You do. People yes. come out of my seminars and like, I, I feel bulletproof. And yeah. so I thought, what, what can I bring different this time to the podcast mm-hmm. that will make a difference mm-hmm. that people will be able to go, wow, that was powerful for me. Yeah. And it's stop giving your power away so easily. And the way people give their power away is that their buttons get pushed. And some people get buttons pushed because someone looked at them the wrong way <laughs> yeah, or because the phone rang mm-hmm. or because of the weather or because of traffic, whatever. Yellow. Yellow? 
Yeah, random, blue, right, right, purple, <laughs> whatever. They thought Anything. yellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they woke up and they, they, you know, they thought of Barney and they got pissed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, every single day we are emotional human beings, and if we don't learn to take charge of our emotions, it could destroy our lives. Yeah. And so when you take charge of your emotions and realize that you have the power to have a bulletproof life and not give your power away, then you know what? You're unstoppable. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, let's get into it. So number first of the seven steps, what is the first step? The first thing that's going to allow me to keep my power is my purpose, living my purpose, knowing what my purpose is. If there is a why I could handle anything. If I've got a purpose, if I've got a a reason bigger than myself, bigger than the circumstance I'm living in, bigger than uh, whatever is in front of me, when I have a purpose, I could I could make it through anything. And one of the people that I admire the most is Viktor Frankl, which was an Austrian uh, medical uh, Austrian doctor that went through the atrocities of the concentration camp. He was an Auschwitz survivor. And he said that the one thing that kept people alive was a purpose, a purpose for living. That when you have a purpose that no matter the most outrageous hardships, the most intense, unbearable situations, that what made the difference between people who lived and died was that the people who lived had a purpose had a reason and it's beyond a a vision sometimes is a specific thing a purpose is really like a why why am i alive why am i on this earth what is my purpose on this planet and when you have a purpose and the purpose could be as simple as love which by the way victor frankl in his book and i recommend this book man's search for meaning talks about that love is the most powerful purpose we can have. Mm. And it's interesting because I was reading about a study that was done in Harvard where they followed 250 underclassmen through about a series of uh, a period of 25 years. And when they asked them and they interviewed them, like what was the biggest purpose in life? And they came up, the studies came up with two things. One is love. And the other is how to overcome when you lose love. Because mm. so many people can't bounce back, right. especially if they break up with a relationship. Or you see this in older couples. Uh, if someone's married for 50 years and then the and wife dies or the husband and then, dies yep. and someone passes away right. like within a year. Right. Or they find a way to come back. Right. But if they don't have a purpose... I was watching this last night about a show of someone who was like, my wife died and I don't feel like living. Because they lost their purpose. Yeah, and their love. Yeah, yeah. And, and and it comes down to love. Yeah. And it's incredible. And it's like the song, you know, the Beatles song, all you need is mm-hmm. love. It's true. You know, a lot of people think it's cliche or that it's hokey, but truly there are two energies that drive us in life. One is fear, and that sponsors all of the reaction and all of the uh, resistance and all of the barriers, and the other is love. And when you access love and you access what what love really is, you live purpose. Mm-hmm. And so when you are grounded in your purpose, you can't be knocked down. 
because no matter what life throws at you, you've got that constant reminder, I'm here for love. I'm here to give love. I'm here to receive love. I'm here to make a difference in the world, which is why service and contribution, and you've seen it in the people, the staff that work for you, Mm -hmm. that when they volunteer and they contribute and they staff and they participate, they have a, a, a deeper sense of self and they're able to bring themselves to the party and bring themselves to what they do. And every organization should have people volunteering and, and connecting to their purpose. Yeah. And when you live your purpose, and I found that for myself, you know, I've been, life has thrown a lot of curveballs to me and I've experienced death. My brother passed mm-hmm. away two months ago. Yeah, I know. And he was one of my best friends, not my best friend, not because he was my best friend, but he was somebody that I loved and that, that I felt a deep connection to. And it was a challenging relationship because he had addictions and he had demons that just were bigger than him. And he died of liver failure. And what's incredible is my mom. My mom said, well, I love my baby. He's in heaven. Mm. And I got four other babies to love. Because wow. we're five. Right. Back to purpose. A woman that's 88 years old, her son dies. And my mom is full of joy again and full of life again. And she wants to travel. Mm. And she's, you know, making plans. 88. You know her. Yeah. She loves you. Yeah, she's great. Purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, think about it, all of you listening. Think of all the hardships you've been through, the breakdowns you've been through, the separations, the health crisis. It's that purpose, that that deep connection to something bigger, something beyond that gets us through. Mm-hmm. And I think that the biggest purpose is love. Yeah. And a lot of people ask me, you know, how do you find your purpose? And I'm not sure what I want in my life. And I think, like you said, there's a difference between purpose and vision, you can have a bigger vision that's more clear about the direction you're heading in your life. But I think the purpose is more like the contribution and how you want to be remembered or the legacy, the legacy the contribution. It's the message that you want to send, mm-hmm. how it's, you want to it's, show it's, up. It's, here's what, how I look at it. It's the rainforest, the environment, mm. a vision could be an orchid. The orchid's the result of the rainforest. My vision is to have this specific thing. But the environment, what's the environment that you want in your life? Do you want love in your life? Do you want joy in your life? Do you want freedom in your life? Do you want success in your life? It's the environment. Orchids cannot grow in a desert because the environment of a desert won't allow the orchid to grow. The environment is a different, uh, the environment of a desert, that's a different purpose. Some people have that purpose Mm -hmm. of destruction and darkness and evil. And if you notice all the negative things happening in the world, there's a very specific plan. I was watching Lady Gaga talk about how evil is organized and has a purpose and is driven by that purpose. And the results, terrorism and bombing and murder, et cetera, et cetera, all the things that break our hearts. Manchester. Mm -hmm. But when our purpose is love and joy and you want to create that environment of a rainforest, then orchids grow. Mm. So purpose is really the environment. What's the environment of your life? What's your purpose? What's the environment that you want, Lewis, in your life? Uh, I want to spread joy, love, possibility. I want to create a catalyst around the world for people to see what's possible for their life. 
for living the best possible life they can have and making the biggest contribution they can have. So I look at, you know, I think of it, you say rainforest, I think of like the house. If your purpose is a house and people are entering into your house, how do you want it to look? How do you want their environment to feel? Do you want right. it to be messy and cluttered and right. loud, distracting music on? Or do you want like classical music or pop dance fun music and, you know, comfy couches and, and clean, nice, clean and, and organized like, yeah, healthy and, food to like eat yes, yes, or junk yes. food. So I think it's like creating the, this environment. And the joy that, that people feel yeah. being around you. Yeah. Are you going to be a good host for people or are you going to make people feel uncomfortable? Right. So yeah, purpose is really the environment. Yeah. What's the environment that you're committed to creating and, and, and being committed to that environment and when you're committed to that environment, it's bigger than circumstance. Mm -hmm. Because when you have the why, all of the rest, all of the circumstances become smaller. Mm -hmm. Love it. Purpose is number one. Number two. Number two is responsibility. Yes, your, our favorite one. <laughs> you know, you've heard me say that over and over yes. and over, but I have a new angle on it. Okay, let's hear it. It's not just if it's to be, it's up to me and I'm going to make it happen and I'm the creator, I'm the cause. All that is true, mm -hmm. but we don't realize that responsibility is also interpretation. Interpretation. How I choose to interpret. I am responsible for my interpretations. Give me an example. For example, if my girlfriend breaks up with me, that's a fact. Where I go with that is an interpretation. If I go to, I can't trust women, I'm worthless, I'm not meant to be in a relationship, it wasn't designed this way, et cetera, et cetera, those are interpretations. Or I could look at it from another interpretation, if I'm responsible, you know what, her path has led her into that direction, mm -hmm. I'm trusting that that's her choice, I respect her choice, I matter, I'm beautiful, I could still trust people. Yeah. This is going to make me stronger. This is an opportunity. This is a gift. You know, it's all how I choose to see it. Yeah. And so we are responsible for our interpretations. And back to Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl talked about in this book, Man's Search for Meaning, how in a concentration camp, he said, you could take everything away from me, but you can't take away my attitude. You can't take away my choice as to how I'm going to see this. Because at the end of the day, I'm the one who chooses how I interpret life. And based on how you interpret, feelings follow. Then your body reacts to your feelings, and then you interpret that in a negative way. Feelings follow, body interpretation. Actions, yeah. And all of a sudden, you have a vicious cycle of reaction. You're in traffic. You could interpret it like you're stressed out, you hate traffic, you hate people, you become a monster. Some people change personalities in traffic. They start <laughs> yeah. screaming, imagining people, swearing, yeah. and you're a heart attack waiting to happen. Yeah. Or you're in traffic. Life is giving me the pause button. Mm. I get to make phone calls to my I'm gonna family. I'm going to listen to my favorite podcast. <laughs> exactly, yes. I'm going to listen to an audio book. Yeah. I'm going to sing along to Ricky Martin. There you go. Uh, on the radio with my hairbrush as a microphone. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, I'm going to use phone calls this, to friends, family. You know, yeah. you know, yeah, do anything that keeps me busy. You know, use the time. See it in a positive way. Mm -hmm. Traffic is neutral. 
somebody died. I'm going to miss out. I'm never going to see them. My life mm -hmm. is over. Or I have an angel mm. that watches over me. It's all interpretation. Your bank, you know, your business went bankrupt. You're on your sister's couch. You could have interpreted it like I'm a loser. My life is over. This is it. Or what can I start thinking of now? What can I shift in my mindset and my interpretation that leads me into a different direction? So interpretation is really how you choose to see things. And at the end of the day, you are responsible for the interpretation. I could flip you the bird right now and you could see a middle finger mm -hmm. or half a peace sign. <laughs> like that. Half a peace sign, so yeah. I'm responsible for my interpretation. I'm going to go, cool, half a peace sign. <laughs> I'll give you an example of interpretation which really blew me away. I was in college in Boston, Northeastern University. Shout out to all the people from Boston. <laughs> Uh, and I was in Southie. Those of you that know Boston, Southie is one of the most, it was one of the most conservative mm -hmm. and, you know, not very open to people of different gender, you know, different race, different ethnicities, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So the gay pride parade decided to go down through Southie. And these are homophobic. This is back what, the 70s, 80s? The 80s. Yeah. I'm not that old. I don't know. 70s. <laughs> Jeez, Lewis. <laughs> but thank you for thinking. I have so much You're wisdom. You're born in the 70s. Wisdom, more interpretation. <laughs> Were you born in the 60s or 70s? Huh? <laughs> 65, 65. Well, I'm 52. There you go. Years hot. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so um, RuPaul is going through Southie. They're throwing apples at her. Really? They're throwing bananas at her. They're, they're throwing, you know, um, you know, just paper and screaming, faggot, mm. you horrible, die, you know, and this is an African-American drag queen, wow. RuPaul, in a gay pride parade going through. And guess what she was doing? Waving back at everybody. Thank you. I love you, my fans. And later on, I read, I read an interview that she said, well, I just act like I got a standing ovation. I didn't see rejection. So when they asked her, hey, how did you take them screaming at you, you know, homophobic slurs and attacking you? And RuPaul said, I didn't, I didn't hear that. What I heard was, I love you. And I go through life acting like people are giving me a standing ovation. So she took responsibility for her interpretation. Mm -hmm. She wasn't a victim of the re of whatever reaction she had. Because by reacting, what do I do? Give my power away, which takes me away from a bulletproof life. So when you take responsibility for how you interpret something and how you choose to see something, that shifts mm. your energy, that shifts your joy, that shifts how you approach things. And we're going to do an exercise right now. Let's I'm do, do it. an exercise with you. Let's do it. That I want you guys at home to follow along or those of you listening to the podcast because this is... This is a game changer, mm -hmm. and it truly shows you how shifting one word can shift your whole reality, and it's all about interpretation. So I want you to think about things that you have to do that you don't like to do on a daily basis, or things that you've been postponing that you haven't wanted to do because you know you don't like doing them but you know you have to do it because it's part of your work or part of your relationships, part of your family, but things you have to do that you don't like to do. Mm. And those of you listening, think of a list of things you have to do on a daily basis, 
part of your routine that you hate doing, that you don't like to do, or things that you are postponing, putting off. For example, I have to you know, wake up in the morning. I hate waking up in the morning. I have to get on an airplane. Mm-hmm. I have to do laundry. I have to pay the taxes. I have to you know, talk to my mother-in-law. I have to uh, do a project. I have to fire an employee. I have to go to court. I have to, I have to. Mm-hmm. Things that you have to do that you don't like to do. So think of uh, a few things. So yep. things, it sounds like this, I have to what? I have to uh, get up early. I have to work out early. I have to brush my teeth, floss my teeth. I have to make my bed uh, when I just want to lay in it and relax. I have to prepare for research on all these people I interview. I have to call my mom sometimes to make sure she knows I'm still alive and checking with her. I have to sit in L.A. traffic. Yeah. How does that feel when you have to? Uh, it doesn't feel good. It feels crappy. It feels and, like a drag, like a weight. And some of it annoys you. Yeah. And some of it can even piss you off from time to time. Absolutely. Things that you have to do. Yeah, yeah. And you want to put know, it off. You don't want to do it. You want to put it off or you want to blow it off yeah. and postpone. Yeah. So what happens in that have to responsibility mindset, you're interpreting it in a way that's negative. You're interpreting it in a way that kind of takes your energy away Mm -hmm. and that does not have you have a bulletproof life no and so now what what i want you to do is take that same list and shift the word have to to i'm blessed to and then add a why back to purpose Mm -hmm. that connects you to purpose i'm blessed to and why does that one thing you're blessed to serve your purpose so i'm blessed to be in la traffic because it leads me to my vision of making a difference in the world. I'm blessed to uh, work out because it leads to the health that I'm committed to creating in myself and others. I'm blessed to. So take the same mm-hmm. list. Yeah. And I'm blessed to and why? So I'm blessed to wake up early because I get a jump start on my vision as opposed to waiting longer in the day. I, I'm blessed to work out early because it makes me have – the best ideas come when I'm working out and I feel better after I work out. So I have energy throughout the day. I'm blessed to brush my teeth and floss because uh, without a good smile, I want to be able to make an impact. I'm blessed to <laughs> call my mom because she's the reason I'm here. And without her, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing. And she's amazing. Uh, and you have a mom to call. Yeah. And I have a mom to call. She's alive. Yeah. yeah it's amazing. Uh, I'm blessed to drive in LA traffic because being in LA is the center of the universe for my world to be able to connect with the most inspiring people and meet people. And I wouldn't have these opportunities being in any other city. Um, I'm blessed to do research on the guests I have come on because they're the ones that make the biggest impact for my audience, having them come on. So I'm blessed for all the things. And what shifts in terms of your energy of going from have to to blessed? I just feel a lot better. You know, you smile. I'm feeling grateful. I feel joyful about it. I feel light about it because there's a reason behind each thing. And I think that's important for people to understand is that there's a lot lot of the biggest leaders in the world don't want to do things that they do. They have things like this as well that they want to rather push off. They'd rather sleep in and do these other things. But doing the uncomfortable things and having a positive attitude around it is what moves us forward. Right, but but even 
I have some of those leaders in my workshops, mm-hmm. and they're not saying I'm blessed to. Right. They're saying, well, I have to do this, and I got to run 500 employees, and I have mm-hmm. to, you know, get on an airplane, and I got to travel, and the, and it's like it's, it's an a, energy it's suck. A drain. Yeah. And by shifting it to I'm blessed to, something happens. Mm-hmm. It connects you to why. It connects you to gratitude. Yeah. Because you actually have all this. Connection to joy. People that don't have a house or a car or legs Mm -hmm. can't see, can't hear. Yeah. You know, and just being in LA, LA traffic is such a big deal for people here. You know, I was driving somewhere. It took me three and a half hours to get like 40 miles the other day. And there were moments where I was just frustrated. I was like, this sucks. Right. But, but the circumstance has nothing to do absolutely, with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when I travel and I go to these other countries and I ask people, and I say I'm from LA or I live in LA, people look at me in awe. They're of like, course. I would, they're like, their dream is just to die. visit here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just yeah, to yeah, visit yeah, yeah, yeah. for a few days. And it's like, we get to live here, you know? So I'm always brought back into perspective and interpretation of like, yes, this is amazing. Even though there might be moments where I, would want to push off, but when I come from a different place and I change the the environment and say, how can I learn from this or create a joyful experience? You, sh- you change yeah. your interpretation. That's it. And so, so that's what responsibility to me is in this mm-hmm. level. Yeah. That I am responsible to see everything as a blessing. That's it. Including the negative stuff from the past. Yeah. I'm blessed that my father abandoned me mm-hmm. because I met my stepfather. And because that gave me the the power to be independent, yeah. I'm blessed to having been told I would never be a trainer, because that encouraged me to really go harder at it. I'm blessed to a lot of the negative things that have happened in my life that aren't negative. I just interpret them as negative, because at the end of the day, to wrap this up, yeah, events are neutral. Everything is death is neutral, taxes are neutral. <laughs> Breaking up is neutral. Mm-hmm. We're the ones who add the drama and the soundtrack. So let's add a positive soundtrack. <laughs> let's add a positive viewpoint to yeah. things and see everything as a blessing. And it's a blessing that I'm on this, that I could sit here and even talk about yeah. this. Because yeah. one day you'll go, oh, I remember when Chris was on the podcast mm-hmm. and I'm not around or you're not around and we're going to remember this. Yeah. And so that's why every single day I wake up and I say, thank you. I am blessed to be here. Mm, powerful. That was responsibility, number two. Yep. Interpretation responsibility. Number three. Trust the process. Mm, hard to trust the process when everyone has things going bad all the time. And right. their conversation is, well, is it when's ever going to get when's better? When's it going to get better? Yes. Yeah. I'm so- broke. I'm divorced. Mm-hmm. I'm unhealthy. I can't get a job. Right. How am I supposed to trust this process, Chris? Because what you need to do is realize that what you're going through is temporary and that what's permanent is how you feel. What's permanent is your attitude. Even if it never changes, even if your health never changes, you could still be joyful. You could still be happy. You could still be blessed. And, and you have more of a probability of it shifting by shifting your attitude and by trusting the process. Mm -hmm. Because when you don't trust something, you resist it. And when you resist something, we talked about in the resistance episode, you give it the power, you give it the energy. You're giving energy to a negative situation. I'm resisting a flight. 
The flight is bumpy. It is jumping up and down. I'm thinking, oh my God, we're going to die. This is horrible. What a horrible flight. By me resisting that, I'm in living hell. My heart starts palpitating. I sweat. I have visions of the plane careening (laughs) into the water and crashing and fire everywhere. By me surrendering and trust the process and transform that fear that I have, which is why we resist, into faith. Fear is the expectation that the worst is going to happen. Faith is the knowing that everything is going to work out. You know, sooner or later, it's going to work out. And I'm telling you that has worked for me because I've been in situations in my life where the impossible was placed in front of me and me resisting it made it worse. And when I shifted and I decided, you know what, I'm going to trust the process. And you hear that a lot in our trainings, trust the process because people come up against these giant walls, these giant hurdles and think that that's, that that's going to define them or that's going to be bigger than them. And by trusting the process, give, give the process a chance. And it goes back to purpose. If I realize that my purpose on earth is to give love and my purpose on earth is to make a difference, then even if I'm going through a challenge, I could turn that challenge into a blessing. How is your cancer a blessing? Do you know how many people have shared with me how cancer turned out being a blessing? Really? Because they learned to take care of themselves. They learned to value life. They learned to value the friends, their families, that the quality of life completely shifted because they shifted into trusting the process. Hmm. And really, ultimately, when you die, you know, that's our biggest fear, really. Trust the process that when you die, your process is going to be beautiful and you're going to be in a beautiful place. Yeah. Whatever you believe in, whatever your religious belief in or spiritual belief in, spiritual beliefs are, trust the process. Yeah. And so when we trust the process, you're in traffic, trust the process. You're going through challenges in your relationships, trust the process. You're going through health challenges, financial challenges, trust the process. There's something magical mm-hmm. that happens. It doesn't mean don't do anything. No, it doesn't it means, mean it doesn't mean resign. Yeah, it means it be just aware. Means, it just means choose the energy in a positive way. Yeah. Yes, take action. Yes, do changes. Yes, shift things around. Right. But I'm talking about something bigger than that. Mm. I'm talking about that when life throws a curveball, I could give my power away to that curveball, or I could embrace it. Yeah. And I could actually redirect that curveball. Yeah. And to bring light to, you know, real life example, the way I think about it in terms of sports and business, if something goes wrong uh, and you're playing a sport and it comes down to the wire and everything comes against you, when we tense up and get tight and try to control the process, that's when we're not in flow whether it be in sports or if you're giving a speech and the lights go off or something happens to your projector, if you tense up and try to control it, you're not going to be relaxed and in flow when the pressure is on, whether it be an airplane or whatever's happening to you. So you need to be able to relax. And you make the, it worse. You do make it you worse. You make it worse. Yes. You're having, For example, you're having a challenge in your relationship and you're resisting it and you're not talking because you're resisting and you're having a private conversation with yourself. <laughs> That creates more distance. More distance, resistance. Versus trust the process yeah. is 
is actually trusting that this is going to work out. Yeah. Which leads to the next principle yes. that I want to talk about. And this next principle, number four, is confront whatever is stopping you from a bulletproof life. Mm. Don't avoid it. Don't be afraid to confront something. We hear the word confrontation like it's this horrible thing and like it's this negative thing. Confront means have the conversation you need to have, whether it's with yourself, with your spouse, with the people around you. Be willing to tell the truth. When you don't tell the truth, you're in resistance, you're choosing a negative interpretation, and you're not applying the prior principles that I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But when you confront something, I confronted that I was overweight on this podcast, 40 yeah. pounds. Yeah. I've released 20. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and my goal is 40 by the end of the year, so yeah. I'm on track. But had you not confronted me and said, Chris, you're overweight, I wouldn't have confronted it myself. Mm -hmm. Because I was like, I'm a foodie. Right, right, exactly. Which is my story. And you love me enough to say, mm -hmm. hey, look, you know, I'm committed to you and I want yeah. you to have a healthy life. And because I travel so much, my story was I didn't have time to take care of myself because I'm a human being too. Mm -hmm. And I've got my things to work through. And I confronted it. And I embraced it and I saw the gift of the opportunity. Yeah. And so confronting is having the conversation, telling the truth. To other look, people and to yourself. Other people and your results. And one way to do that tangible, look at your results. Look at your financial results. Results don't lie. Results don't lie. Look at the results you have in your friendships, in your relationship, the results with your health, your weight, your body, financial. Take inventory. And one way to take inventory, very simple. On a scale of 1 to 10, where is my health? And health, I divide it in two parts. Mental health, which is emotional and spiritual, and heart and physical health. So where am I in a scale of 1 to 10? In my way of being, in my heart, in my attitude, in my 10, which is positive, and I'm completely open and loving and available. Or am I at a 0, which is completely closed off? Where am I at my uh, physical health, my body? Where's my body at on a scale of one to 10? Relationships, intimate relationship. Where's your significant other, you and your girlfriend, you and your wife, you and your husband, boyfriend, a scale of one to 10. 10 is we could not be more connected, more in love. One is we're on our way out. Mm. Five is 50% half in, half out. Confront it. Where are you at in your relationships? Where are you at financially, in your career, in your business on a scale of one to 10? Mm -hmm. And if you're at a five or six or seven, what would a 10 look like? Confront. And you got to be willing to tell the truth. And when you tell the truth and you see, okay, I'm at, let's say I'm at a zero in my health. Well, what's the blessing? Instead of feeling bad and beating myself up. Or my business is not where I want it to be. My business right now is struggling. Or we reached a plateau. Our goal is ten million. We're at five million, and we can't break that plateau. Mm -hmm. Then you got to be willing to confront that and tell the truth. Yeah. And once you're able to confront it, tell the truth, and embrace it, and see the blessing, then you can do something about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm all about confronting. That's great. Yeah, I love the idea of tracking as well, whether it's on a daily basis, and giving yourself, yeah, checkpoints, but also on a daily basis in your journal, 
you can just have four or five areas of your life and rate them one to 10. How did you do that day? Did you do what you said you wanted to do in your health, your relationships, and the most important ones, your finances, um, your spirituality? Did you do the things on a daily basis? You can track it daily. You can track it once a quarter, whatever it may be. But I think doing a scale or some type of measurement is powerful. It lets you know where you're at in your life. And a lot of times people avoid that. People avoid stepping on the scale. People avoid looking at the results, looking at the numbers. Numbers and results don't lie. And uh, numbers don't define me, but they let me know where I am. Yeah. And if you're okay at that scale or that level, then that's fine if you're happy there. But what's possible at a 10 or off the scale? Absolutely. And we're all meant to have extraordinary lives. That's it. Which is why you're listening because you're committed to greatness in your Mm -hmm. life. And these are tools that lead you to greatness. Yes, yes. And lead you to a bulletproof life. That's it. That's it. What's the next? So that was step four. This is step five. And step five uh, is integrity. Another uh, uh, One of the most important elements is in my book, Transform Your Life, 10 Principles of Abundance Prosperity. It's one of the keys to abundance. It's integrity. We take our foot off the gas in keeping our agreements, keeping our word, keeping our promises. Mm Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing I've noticed is that the more power people have, the more excuses and the more justifications they have to not honor their word. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy. I cannot tell you how many this. Fortune 500 companies I have coached and trained where the CEO or the CFO or the owner shows up late, breaks his word, mm-hmm. breaks his agreements, and then they want something from the employees that they're not willing to give. Mm-hmm. And so integrity is about being whole and complete. It's about being one with what I communicate, what I do, and what I create. And so like when you called me at 10 minutes to the podcast, hey, do you remember you have a podcast? I'm like, I'm across the street. Yeah. I am my word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't mean that I always keep it. Right. I'm a human being. Sometimes I break it. But I don't break it. I negotiate it. Right. And so there are three choices with your word. You could keep it, break it, or negotiate it. Renegotiate it, right? Yeah, Yeah. renegotiate. Yeah, Yeah. of course. But you negotiate the word. So keep it as I honor my agreement to be here at 1 o'clock. Break it as I blow it off Mm -hmm. and come up with an excuse as to why I broke it. Negotiate or renegotiate is calling you at 10 to 1 and noticing there's traffic and say, hey, Lewis, I need another five minutes. Is that okay with you? Mm-hmm. If that's okay with you, then I've kept my word because I created a new word. We break our word, and what happens is that when you break your word, your self-worth automatically goes down. Even the little agreements, the small agreements, mm-hmm. whenever you break your word, self-worth goes down. And when people break their word over time, they stop believing in the power of their word. And not only does your self-worth go down, your credibility goes down. People stop buying, you know, stop believing in you. They mm-hmm. stop trusting you. Oh. And then if you have no self, and if you have, if your self-worth goes down, your credibility goes down, then that takes your, that you give your energy away. You're, you're powerless. Yeah. And so the way to a bulletproof life is honor my word, honor my agreements, be a man of integrity that you truly are empowered and that gives you the power to dream, declare, and deliver. That if I have the power to dream it, I could declare it. And since I am a man of integrity and I keep my word, I'm delivering on that. Wow. And so my integrity is what's allowed me to, you know, to read, you know, release. I don't want to say lose, 
20 pounds. <laughs> and I asked for support, of course, and I called you. I'm like, what do you recommend? What should mm-hmm. I do? And you told me about this 30-day plan and you know all these different opportunities, and I followed up with it. Yeah. But integrity is truly key to a bulletproof life. That's it. I love it. That's step five. Step six. You know it. It's expand your comfort zone. Ooh, you know, there's daily, nothing, there's every nothing single day. that has me feel more alive than challenging my mm. limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Challenging the, I can't do that. I could never do that. That Oh, that's too big for me. And there's something I read years ago from a friend of mine named Maria Marin, who's a Latina superstar. And she wrote a book called, if you expect more, you'll get more. Hmm. And if you expect little, you get little. I know in English it doesn't make sense so much. As in Spanish, it's, it makes total sense. What is it in Spanish? And in Spanish is el que espera más obtendrá más. Y el que espera poco, recibe poco. Mm-hmm. So if, if my expectation is small and I don't really want much, I've had this in trainings. Yeah. Where I'm like, what's your vision? <laughs> well... <laughs> Uh, my vision is to just, you know, to be happy. Okay. Right. And what does that look like? Well, a job, a car, a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So pretty much you're setting yourself up to lose because <laughs> you'll end up with the worst job and uh-huh. a cheating boyfriend. And, you know, it's a like broken down car, a broken down car <laughs> instead of having a clear, you know, clarity of of life and when you hold big expectations then big things happen mm-hmm. and that requires us to get out of our comfort zone super uncomfortable and my life is uncomfortable you know like every time i get on an airplane it's uncomfortable and every time i'm in front of a room of 200 people i don't even know it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. but i live in that and it's the adrenaline and it's the excitement and you know i love coaching people out of their comfort zone you know it, you know you you being on the ellen show that was mm-hmm. awesome yes and you're out of your comfort zone. You, I called you that morning because I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm nervous. You were, that morning, you were having a breakdown, and, yeah. and we talked, and you shifted. I don't have a breakdown, but I was nervous. <laughs> no, but you were having a situation. Yes, yes. You're I human. wasn't having like a nervous you're breakdown. Human. Yes. You're human. You're but having was, a situation. But I was definitely like, uh, my heart is pounding faster right, than it normally right, right. does. I'm not sure if, what I'm going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm and all I, over the place. And I coached you and yeah, grounded you. And, great. And, and you were awesome. Yes. Thank and you. And you crushed it. Thank you. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, that 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 excites me because I love not only me being out of my comfort zone, but I love people being out of their comfort yeah. zone. Yeah. And I'm going to be I'm going to be coaching some people soon. I'll talk about it publicly in the future that is completely out of my comfort zone hmm. because they're in an, an arena that I've never been anything a part of. And it's something that's so foreign to me. Yeah. But it excites me, you know, and I'm out of my comfort zone in my relationships. And I'm out of my comfort zone in my daily life. And as I expand my comfort zone, I expand who I am as a human being. Mm-hmm. And yesterday's, you know, discomfort is today's comfort zone. Yeah, that's true. And every day I'm looking for the next one. And I truly believe the more uncomfortable we get on a daily basis, the more outstanding of a, of a life we'll have and the more extraordinary of a life we'll have. And the more success you have and the more you're stepping into your why, your purpose. And the more confidence you gain by overcoming uncomfortable moments consistently. If we're always comfortable, we're never going to gain confidence in something we're not good at or not sure at. And as a matter of fact, my measurement for needing to step out of my comfort zone is when I get too comfortable. 
when I get too comfortable in my career, my relationships, mm -hmm. in my friendships, you know I'm always challenging our friendship. Yes. You know, I'm always, <laughs> I love you. And, you know, he's like, oh, okay. You know, because I'm very expressive. I'm yeah. very passionate. Yes. And I love, I love challenging, you know, mm -hmm. and I love being challenged. You challenge me too, and I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's what makes a relationship successful, mm -hmm. that we, we are always, we have fun together, but we always challenge each other. Yeah. And that and that allows me to have a bulletproof life. I like it. I like it. Okay, that was six. Now the final number seven step to having a bulletproof life. My favorite life. one. My favorite one. My favorite one. It comes from the Greek word entheos, which means God within. Enthusiasm. Huh. Live life with passion and enthusiasm and put passion into everything that you do enthusiasm in the breakdowns, enthusiasm in the breakthroughs, enthusiasm in everything that you do. And that enthusiasm is infectious and that's contagious mm -hmm. and people want to be a part of it. I think that the first thing that goes out the window when we're in a breakdown or in a situation is our enthusiasm yeah. because our fear kicks in and you know we start having dark conversations. And by choosing a positive interpretation, seeing everything as a blessing, and putting enthusiasm, and I want to make something very clear, very important, and this is probably one of the most important things I've said so far. Enthusiasm is a choice. I don't need to just be enthusiastic, enthusiastic when I feel it. There are days I don't feel it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm enthusiastic right now, and I've just spent five, twelve-hour days in an intense, and you know what it's like. Mm -hmm intense process that today I should be in a coma <laughs> yes or sleeping in okay. yeah. and have you noticed I'm, I, I, I've been kind of pushing through this because yeah. it's the, the weight of the experience mm -hmm. but my enthusiasm and my joy yeah. is a choice and some of you are like probably thinking but are you faking it I'm like no because it's, it's bringing it out mm -hmm. and by choosing it and choosing it oh I start feeling it just like energy is a choice. Mm -hmm. Love is a choice. Joy is a choice. And enthusiasm is a choice. You don't you need that. You don't need to, you know, just feel it. No. If I wait to feel it, then, you know, I'll, the, I'll be that way sometimes. There's a great quote by a uh, famous coach, Vince Lombardi. I'm going to butcher love. the quote. But I think it's, if you're not fired up with enthusiasm, you'll be fired with enthusiasm. Nice. Something like that. We'll have to I check like that. that quote. I like that. Um, but yeah, it's all about enthusiasm on the sports team and business. If you don't have passion and energy, you'll be, you know, you'll be fired with enthusiasm in your relationship. You'll be fired in your relationship. And, 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 and you'll be fired from life, really. Yeah. And my attitude, and this is what I tell my students every Wednesday of every training I do or Thursday, Friday or a workshop or anything that I do. If you're not all in, you're all out. Mm -hmm. Isn't that awesome? Yes. If you're not all in your relationship, you're all out. If you're not all in in your life, you're all out. And so we get to be all in. Mm. And all in to me represents enthusiasm. Yeah. And talk about all in. I'm going to plug my friend Ricky Martin. Do I'm going to go see him at the Monte Carlo this uh, in 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 a few weeks. Um, actually, next week. This week? What day am I? Yeah. <laughs> it's Monday. Yeah. This week. I'm going to see him this week. He's got a show in the Monte Carlo residency called All In. Really? Yeah. That's cool. And I asked him, why did you choose that? 
And he said, because I'm all in in my life, because I thought it had to do with poker or had to do with the casino because, you know, all in is also a term in terms of poker. Mm -hmm. Poker players listening, you know what I'm talking about, all in. Uh, But he said, all in because I want to be all in in my life and I want people to see that I'm all in for them. And Mm -hmm. so all in to me represents also enthusiasm. Mm, Powerful. Let's cover the seven steps. Recap. So number one, purpose. Number two, responsibility. And interpretation. Right. Number three, trust the process. Number four, confront. Mm -hmm. Number five, integrity. Number six, expand your comfort zone. And number seven, enthusiasm. Mm, Make sure you guys get this book, Transform Your Life, 10 Principles of Abundance and Prosperity. Uh, I'm gonna, I'll ask a final question. We've asked you many times your definition of greatness and everything else, your three truths. So people, <laughs> people can go back and listen to those episodes. Yes. We'll have it linked up for all the other 11 episodes that Chris has been on. We'll do a, a final question on this one. Um, that's the, uh, the microphone question. Someone asked me this on an interview one time, and I thought it was powerful. So the headset that you're, you're wearing right now, right. the mic is connected to everyone on the planet, and they can all understand English. And you've got 60 seconds to say a message to them that they'd all listen to right now. They've stopped everything. Their phones are down. They're paying attention to you. What would you say within 60 seconds to them? You are a gift and have unstoppable, powerful abilities to create what you want. Do not buy into anything negative you have heard whether it's from yourself or anybody around you, your entire life. You choose who you are. Go for it. Make it happen. Have an extraordinary life. Mm, mm, mm. Make sure you guys follow Chris. It's at Chris Motivador on Instagram, yes. Twitter, Facebook. Again, get his book. Let him know what you enjoyed of these principles the most today over on Twitter or what are you on more now? Twitter or Instagram, Instagram, yeah. Chris motivator or motivador in Spanish, right? right. Uh, so go tag him there on your Instagram stories and on Twitter as well. You're over there yes, uh, and let him know what you thought about this. Um, do you have a website too, or is it mostly social media, social media, social media? Yeah. Um, I have a website in development because development. you've encouraged me. <laughs> yes, <that>. exactly. <laughs> um, other than that, Get the book. Chris, it's been a four-year journey. I acknowledge you. Thanks for saving my life and stepping me up in a powerful way and giving me uh, a different energy to create impact through this platform and everything I do. I want to be able to do it without you. So I appreciate you for being my coach, for supporting me, and for always picking up when I need your support. So it means a lot to me. You could count on me forever. I I appreciate it. I love you too. Thank you. Thank you I got, again. I got tears. <laughs> Men are vulnerable. Yes, exactly. No mask here. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is also speaking at the Summit of Greatness. Yes. Make sure you guys get yes. your tickets. It's going to be amazing. Watch out. We've got some other incredible speakers that uh, you're going to want to check out Who's who we yes. just signed up. Some big names. So go to summitofgreatness.com. Get your ticket. It's going to be an amazing up. weekend. I'm excited. Yes. Uh, awesome. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Love you. Love you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, greats, and thank you so much for spending your time with me today. If you enjoyed this and you loved what Chris had to say about the seven steps to a bulletproof life, make sure to share this out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, anywhere you can think of. Tag me at Lewis Howes and use the link lewishowes.com slash 503. 
to get the full show notes, the links we talked about, the full video interview, go back to the show notes at lewishouse.com slash 503 as well. This has been a fun one. I love having Chris on, and it's always great to get reconnected to how to live a better life when he comes on. You have one life that we're aware of. How are you using your time every single day to make sure you make the most of it? What are the steps you're taking? Who are the people you're surrounding yourself with? What are the lies you're saying to yourself and to others? Really evaluate the things you're doing in your life and ask yourself, is this action supporting me on where I'm at to getting to where I wanna be? Ask yourself those questions every single day and live your fullest life to the best of your abilities. I love you guys very much. It means the world that you support this podcast and share it with your friends. And as always, you know what time it is. It's time to go out there and do something great.